0: Oh, yeah, I mean, I got we got that terrible news that the school year is closed for the rest of the year. Yep, uh, school twenty. So that's yeah. kind of sad.
1: Yes, uh-huh. it just means a lot more day drinking. I think. Uh, yes, absolutely. Which um, will lead to totally well-rounded human beings, right? That just means we're going to raise incredibly adaptable children, right? Wait, I Oh, day drinking, giving the alcohol to the children? or Oh, no, no. I, I meant us. But if giving the alcohol to the children works better, then I'm all for that, too.
0: Yeah, so whatever works best. But I did see some schools in Texas are doing a pass or fail grade. And I really hope our school district decides that sooner rather than later. Right. So they do the homeschooling anymore.
1: Yeah, the homeschooling hasn't been too bad on my end. But my kiddo is older than yours, so it hasn't been... We've had a couple of days where it's like, if I could rip him in two pieces and like bury them on opposite sides of the world, I would.
0: <clears throat> and see, I don't know if you knew this, kindergarten's a lot harder than any other grade.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kindergarten sucks because they're learning everything for the very first time. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs> and there's nothing more frustrating than not understanding why your child doesn't know ABC. Or one, two, three. Or how the fuck do you not know how to count to a 100 already? I know. It's so crazy. Yeah. So, you know, learning. It's been a while since I've been in school, so it's a learning curve for everyone. All right. Well, I'm, I'm willing to give you the benefit of the doubt that you are indeed smarter than a kindergartner. Uh, no promises. Okay. No. <laughs> well, that's all right.
0: I'm not saying that, but, you know. Yeah, and I'm assuming everybody's alive and doing well at your home.
1: Yeah, we are alive and addicted to video games,
0: like most of America right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I am very, very lucky in that I I am still working, um, but I also am struggling with the fact that I don't want to be working. Not really? Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to, but I have to, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. I know, like, I want to be off and being lazy and then pissed off that I'm being lazy, because I have no money to do the things I need to do. Instead, I'm working and I have money and I'm being lazy. And then I'm just pissed off because I don't want to be working. It's such a like, it's such a ridiculous problem to have. It's not even a problem. An American problem is what it is. It really is. I know. it Yeah, and that makes me sound like such a freaking asshole, and that's fine. I'll be the asshole. I just want. I want a vacation, and I'm not saying the pandemic is a great time to take a vacation, but I wouldn't be mad at it if I had one.
0: Right,
1: right, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just t- I'm tired. I'm tired. You guys. Oh my goodness. I know. Oh well. <laughs> oh, well, <clears throat> we're all tired. We're all sick and tired of being stuck inside, not being able to go and do what we want to do whenever we want to do it. But we stay at home to keep ourselves and everybody else safe. And until the child pushes me past my limit, we'll continue to do that. Afterwards, I'm just going to send him out into the wild to fend for himself. That That's a great plan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. All right, well, let's get this party started. Welcome back, anyone who is listening to the Horror Milk podcast. I am Bella, and the other lovely lady is Nikki. Say hi, Nikki. Hi. Hey. Hey. <laughs> um. All right, so this is the second podcast, which means we have two brand new moms to slay um, or filet, depending on how terrible they are. So, uh, why don't you, why don't you go first lady? First again, let's see. Oh, I can go first if you want. I don't care. That's fine. Um, let's give
0: you some time, um, to, because uh, you were kind of deciding between the two, right?
1: I was deciding between two. I did, I did pick one, um, so I'm ready I'm ready to run my mouth. But if you've got your, your notes ready, like, let's do it. I am absolutely
0: ready. Hopefully. Oh, I, I do not think we get the same mom because I think I told you. You did I tell said. me.
1: I just okay. neglected to get any teasers done because of the aforementioned still working. Meh. <laughs> yeah. Totally understand.
0: All right. So, yeah, I will go first. I chose a newer horror mom. I chose Sue Ann Ellington, who is also known as Ma in the movie Ma, mm-hmm. from 2019. So I'm going to try not to summarize the movie as much and talk more about the mother as I've got some feedback um, from one of our
1: listeners. It was really not important. That's my husband. So just, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of yeah. important. With, without him, you wouldn't be a mom. You know what? And his input on this
0: is is pretty important. Not very many people would like tell us if we need to work on something. That's true. A lot of people. That, and he's not afraid of hurting anybody's feelings. So he's, you need to fix this. So I'm gonna try to just talk about Ma and Miss <laughs> Sue Ann. So uh, this movie is based around a woman named Sue Ann Ellington, who lives in this small town. She's a sad woman. Uh, Working as a vet tech, she just seems really sad. I'm not saying she is sad as much as she seems like a sad individual. Um, We're introduced to her when she meets a group of teenagers who are trying to get alcohol outside of a convenience store. And they see her walking and ask her. um, At first, she says no. But then she agrees when she looks at the vehicle and sees that the kids driving a vehicle for Hawkins Security, and that name sounds really familiar to her. She thinks it might be interesting, so she helps the kids out, later looks it up online, and sure enough, the vehicle is owned by a guy who used to be a boy she went to high school with who she had a crush on. Uh, So you can see her wheels spinning at this time when she starts developing some kind of plan to do with these kids. Uh, and she starts that out by befriending them. Uh, she has opens up her basement as a party space for these children uh, with three rules. Um, that one of the kids has to stay sober, they cannot curse, and they can never go upstairs. As long as they follow the rules, they she will continue to buy the alcohol for them and, and to provide a safe place for them to have their parties and uh they dub her ma she gets that loving nickname because of her sweet nature of helping them out be teenagers and uh we actually don't realize that she is a mom until towards the middle of the movie when two of the teenagers break the rule by going into the house and they are confronted by a teenage girl who turns out to be ma's daughter And um, I actually looked this up and I tried to see if anybody else made the connection, but her relationship with her teenage daughter reminds me a lot of Gypsy and Dee Dee Blanchard. Do you know who they are? Yes.
1: Yes. It was very similar. I felt
0: very much so.
1: So at first I thought she had
0: the Munchausen by proxy Mm -hmm. because she was drugging her daughter. But then I started, like, when I watched the movie again and I kind of looked up reviews, I started to think maybe she was just doing that to protect her daughter from experiencing that kind of high school experience she experienced, not that she was doing it to get attention.
1: Right. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I found myself, while watching the movie, um, one, completely and utterly enthralled with Octavia Spencer. Like, she was so formidable as Sue Ann. It was incredible. Like her performance was so amazing. Like you said, she, she comes off, she appears to be sad, but then the way that she flips that switch from like sad to motherly to just like psychotic, um, is really just, it's amazing to watch, to watch how she embraced that role and what she did with it. Um, At a time as well Uh, I mean they slowly The teenagers slowly started
0: to see The warning signs Like when she told one of the teenagers To strip off his clothes Yeah, Everybody was really confused At why she was doing that And so you'll start to see She's a little bit unbalanced Just a little bit at a time And then she starts to become more and more Obsessive over these children Yeah, And what they And uh, eventually leads to her Breaking point Um, I mean, she does figure out uh, that every single one of these kids um, is related to someone she went to high school with who tormented her and were all part of a uh, prank against her in high school.
1: Yeah. I I feel like having watched the movie, all of the kids, not the teenagers that she is like playing motherly to, But like the ones that she went to school with, they were all shitty teenagers and they grew up to be shitty adults and shitty parents in their own right. Um, So like I really struggled with being upset at her motives for getting back to any of them. Um, I guess until the very end when you saw how she kind of took out that the overprotectiveness on her own daughter, like that, that I felt went too far, but the rest of it, I was just like, nah, girl, you do your thing. Cause, cause her high school experience was, was bad.
0: And, you know, and then obviously her personality hasn't changed much from high school because it eventually comes out her true personality and it scares away the teenagers again. Mm-hmm. So she's experiencing the same exact thing she experienced in high school. And then she finally realizes that nobody's going to really like her for who she is, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that kind of makes her completely switch and go into murderous mother mode. (laughs) Murderous mother mode. Uh, (laughs) I like it. Yeah. So she hits the uh, Mercedes in the car and, uh, and then she does something interesting to Ben, who is, the um the boy who she had the crush on in high school and that is she she gives him an IV of dog blood and then and then cuts his wrist to kill him I think if she's trying to say that he's a dog on the inside I guess oh yeah
1: yeah she's yeah oh absolutely she was totally because she had told him you know you were a dog and so she just replaces she starts to replace his human blood with dog's blood and I want to make a point of saying here that um that character is played by Luke Evans who I freaking adore watching him in everything and it seems to me that as of late he's had a lot of bit roles in almost everything where he plays like the most sophisticated asshole ever so I was kind of bummed to see him in that role again while also being really thrilled to just see him in a movie and kind of also get tortured and like get his comeuppance because of the shitty thing that he did to to ma in in their high school years um he did come up at first as pretty decent yeah i mean he landed her out for
0: drinks and you were getting the kind of feeling that he really wanted to catch up and be nice and you know he turned it around and is yeah. a complete jerk and he hasn't changed since high school. Obviously, right? So maybe what he got. Um, I don't know. That's that's not up to me. <laughs> 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 he needed to be killed. So I mean, she killed him. Uh, she seemed to like the main character, the the main teenager, just because her mom was a friend to her. She didn't protect her from the prank, but she leading up to that, they had been friends. So I think she
1: kind of, you know,
0: favored that girl over all the other kids.
1: And Right. Yeah. I think there did. was a little bit of, um, not forgiveness. Like she recognized the, the complacency of, of her mother in her high school torment, but didn't blame her. Like she did the rest of them. And I think that that's an important distinction, even though, that distinction was so low on the totem pole for her cause she still did what she did to all of their children. And, um, yeah, there was just not going to be anyone getting out safely from her wrath, which I feel was, you know, well-deserved. She probably needed therapy. Um, absolutely.
0: But I know she, I mean, not only did she need therapy, she needed to get her daughter therapy too. Uh, she did to her daughter and yeah yeah she was in a place of uh no return definitely for yeah. all her action and, i mean of course she ends up perishing but she perishes the way she wants to at the side of her high school crush yes oh, lays dying in his arms so um maybe that was her final act of re- revenge there is you know
1: yeah, you're you're stuck with me now, kind of thing. Not only that, but you know I guess having swapped his blood out, you could also say that he was her pet, so she got to go quietly in her sleep with her pet and her unrequited love.
0: <laughs> I mean it was sad that, you know, her she couldn't I know she wanted to die with her daughter. But yeah. Her daughter had to leave her and that was pretty sad but yeah i mean she's not she was not a good mom
1: no um she was not even a good surrogate mom
0: right like she tried to be a good more like an auntie to those teenagers than a mom but i mean she she couldn't she didn't get ma- get past the past and what happened to her and
1: yeah and it led
0: to her demise and
1: It did. And you know, moms have baggage. You know, we were all young once and have our own histories. So the goal is to get up for that and um, not take it out on the children. That's the goal doesn't always work that way. Clearly.
0: The second time I've picked a mom that has emotional uh, traumatic thing that happened to them that causes them to kind of
1: Become bad moms. Right. Uh, it must be the social worker, me
0: that caused that to
1: happen. So. <laughs> Probably. That's a that's a really good point because you you recognize that kind of trauma and that, you know, how they're dealing with it or how they're not dealing with it rather, and how they're displacing it and, and putting it onto other people. Um so I think that's a really good point. I'm gonna be very interested to see how who else you pick and like what their backstory is. But that doesn't mean that you get to like become really focused on not picking someone like that. I still want your your mom choices to be really organic. Um but yeah that'll be interesting to see who you get who who you pick in the future. And I think that's kind of a popular thing anyways, just
0: for directors and writers to on. They want to give their characters A good, you know, history, a good story, a good background. And by doing that, have a little bit of drama in their
1: life. Sure, sure. Traumatic backstories always make for good television. And, you know, what better way to do that than with a mother who has a child and to see how are they going to take that out on their child. The good thing about Ma not dying with her child is that her child now would have the opportunity to go and get help and not be like her mother. So that's a nice thing.
0: Right. And the kids actually, you know, stood up for her unlike what they did for mom when she was in school. Right. At least she got to see that. She got to see an act of kindness towards her daughter that she was afraid of. Obviously she didn't want her daughter going to school. And, you know, it turns out she probably would have been just fine if she continued to go to school.
1: Yeah. 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 I I think you learn pretty quickly that the kids in the movie, while they are your typical teenagers, um, they are generally kind. Like, they're not bullies. They're not mean. They're just kind of like, they're not like the most popular kids. They're also not the least popular kids so they're just kind of like your run-of-the-mill teenagers that can be snotty and bitchy but they're just generally decent kids and I don't know that I don't know that they play on that well enough I think that they didn't have a chance because Ma was unable to forgive period And so she was still applying everything that she experienced from their parents to the children. And so there never would have been that moment of her realization that, oh, these kids are not the kids that I went to high school with. Despite the fact that they were raised by those horrible people who still were pretty freaking horrible. But Poor mom. I know. She's
0: definitely not somebody I would have wanted to spend time with.
1: No. No. She uh there won't be many people saying I want my ma in regards to her. <laughs> no. That's not who we want. Well, yeah, I, I enjoyed that movie. Um I had heard some kind of poo-poo-y reviews and read some things that people didn't like about it, but I generally try to just ignore that kind of nonsense until I see a movie for myself, and I actually I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it. There was, it seemed like some of the back, some of the history was a little rushed and put together a little quickly, I felt. But for the most part, I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I kind of struggled with being like, oh, God, she's, she's horrible. And she's a bad mother. And she's a a bad person with also, oh, well, I kind of get it. Like, I see where this is coming from it's not forgivable and it's not an excuse, but it was still something that was like, okay, when you can kind of see what triggers that in someone, it's a little more understandable, I guess. Absolutely. And, you know, and I did notice like, yeah, a couple of
0: plot holes. and I do know that um, I had read that they, when they decided to do this movie, he did it with, the director did it did it with Octavia Spencer in mind, and mm-hmm. she signed on to the project without even knowing what the movie was. Oh, that's cool. Um, I think she did an excellent job. I mean, she always does. I think you could give her a Sesame Street, Sesame Street like would do fantastic. Anything she touches, yeah. I improve. so um, yeah. I mean, I think it only got like five stars or something like that so I mean it's not not the most terrible movie but you know horror movies tend to not have the highest rating true oh what's that my phone I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm the so.
1: well speaking of horror movies that don't have the best ratings in the world but are, are still one of my favorites to watch Um, I'm going to go with another um, other mother. Uh, This time I have chosen a stepmother, uh, Julia Cotton from Hellraiser 1 and 2, who was played by Claire Higgins. Um, She plays our final girl's stepmother in both films. And in the first film we find out that not only is she a stepmother um but she is a terrible stepmother for a number of reasons one she doesn't like her stepdaughter and her stepdaughter doesn't like her which i get is the case sometimes but um it could also be because she decided that before she married her step f- her stepdaughter's father that she decided to have an affair with the uncle. So that's not a great way to start your relationship with your stepdaughter. I don't feel. <laughs> um, so if if you've never watched Hellraiser, in the first Hellraiser, um, Julia is, I'm not going to give the whole background because I could talk about Hellraiser for ever in a day. Um, but Julia is tasked with bringing Uncle Frank back from, um, we'll just call it the dead. Uh, and she has to kill a bunch of people and feed them to Frank and bring him back to life. Um, which also not particularly motherly. Um, so, so she has this task. She brings Frank back to life in, in amongst all of this, she kills the actual father, who, you know, that's not cool. That's not going to get you any points with your stepdaughter either. Um, and then there's a weird little moment where you kind of get like this creepy Uncle Frank is into his niece vibe. And Julia doesn't do very much about it, which is double, triple creepy, I guess. Now we're on like a third point here that makes her a terrible stepmother. So we have – um. We have all these horrible things going for her in the very first movie. So out the gate, she is like an evilish stepmother, and I call myself the evilish stepmother. I am nowhere on that level of evilish. But in Hellraiser Two, in Hellbound, she Julia has died. She she has died, and now she comes back to life. And some psychiatrist, psychologist, is tasked with you know feeding her people, just like she had to do with Uncle Frank. And bring her back from the dead. And when she comes back, her whole goal then is to lure, again, our final girl, Kirsty, into this Cenobite hell where she can kill her or at least gets her, you know, gets her to help her get close enough to Frank so that she can kill Frank. So not only do we have, like, they don't get along to begin with. Step parents have that problem sometimes. Um, she cheats on her father, you know, on the husband before they're actually even married. She doesn't do anything about Frank's lust towards Kirsty. She kills the father. She brings Uncle Frank back from the dead and kills a bunch of other people to bring him back from the dead. And then she attempts to lure Kirsty to hell to kill her. Because she's pissed off, which I mean, rightfully so. But still, so you know, the track record of um, of shitty stepmom things to do, like she has set the bar pretty damn pretty damn low for stepmothers. I feel, I feel like
0: wasn't very motherly at all. She didn't take her to go get a prom dress or anything like
1: that. no. There was no prom. There was no, you know cookies, coming home from college, there was no talking about boys, unless it was Uncle Frank, and that doesn't count because they had a BDSM relationship, and you don't discuss that with your stepchild, especially if you're the one that was having the affair on the father. Yeah, she was just not great. She wasn't great. Um, No, she was a very, very bad stepmom. Um, and she's still, she's still, however, one of my all-time favorite horror characters, but as a horror mom, she, she's the worst. (laughs) Like, she's just, yeah, it's bad news. Um, so I feel like, you know, Disney ruined stepmoms for a lot of people because all of the stepmoms in Disney movies are evil and they're all horrible and bad. I feel like we could... we could very easily say that Julia Cotton is to horror moms what all stepmoms are in Disney movies. Okay, so she yeah, she
0: would be the evil villain
1: in a Disney movie. Yeah, totally. She she is she is the epitome for me of like evilish stepmom or evil at this point, evil stepmom in horror films, cause she's just like there's a lot going on there, and it's all bad. It's all bad, right? And second one, so I Owensville was the first one, but
0: from what I saw, she wasn't.
1: Yeah, she wasn't a good person. So, yeah. Yeah. No, she's she's still hung up on Frank, and she doesn't want to be with Larry, who is the actual husband and father. And then you know, like I get wanting to do the things that you want to do for the love of your life, but I don't know. I feel like maybe luring a bunch of men into your husband's family house, pretending to have sex with them and then killing them to feed them to the creepy uncle is probably not a good way to get on, you know, get an A-plus from your stepdaughter.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine what
1: the neighbors were thinking. I know, right? Oh, support your sex workers, <laughs> as long as they're not serial killers. Support them for real, but don't be a serial killer either, because that's just you know not winning you over with your children or your or your significant other's children. We're just going to put that out there.
0: Right?
1: Yeah, we don't we don't condone becoming No, we don't. Uh, oh, which leads me to a kind of funny story. Uh, so over Easter weekend. We did Easter over at Charlie's mom's house, and he got a bunch of gummy packages in his Easter basket, and all the gummies were bunny heads, so it was just a collection of gummy bunny heads, and he hands me a package, and he's like, here, you want some gummies, and I was like, sure, thinking they're gummy bears, so I opened them up, and I'm like, oh, they're all gummy bunny heads. He was like, "Yeah, shouldn't, aren't there other pieces?" I was like, "No, it's just the heads." I was like, "So now I'm just popping these little gummy bunny heads into my mouth, feeling like a serial killer." And he, I say this to him flippantly, like I do, and he goes and gets a pack of gummy bunny heads. He goes, "Here, I'll eat them with you, so I could be a serial killer too." I was like, "That's so sweet. Never say that to anyone other than me." <laughs>
0: Right, yeah. yeah. i had I, my son uh, tell his psychiatrist uh, he started talking to him about Chucky e. and um, other scary things. We don't talk about that. Yeah, I don't. I do not let my son watch scary things. He can't handle it, so I don't know what he's talking about anyway. But, <laughs>
1: Maybe uh, maybe your daughter was talking to him about it.
0: It's very possible. She does talk a lot about
1: that
0: kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, my husband did put on it, too, for her the other day, and she seemed to enjoy it. And oh. now when we walk in the neighborhood, she likes to say hi to Pennywise in the sewers. In the sewers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Bye, the little
0: And She goes, there's Pennywise's home. Bye, Pennywise.
1: Oh, that is too funny. I still have not seen the second one. Yeah, I, mean, too much. I mean it was all
0: right. Uh, I was a
1: little
0: bored. I mean Tim is one of my favorite actors, so it's kinda of hard for
1: me to Yeah, I have an unnatural love, um nostalgic love for the original miniseries, but I did really love the first part of the new of the new one, so I just haven't had an opportunity to watch the second one, but um yeah no oh, moms in there so i can't no we could discuss the horrible dad because there is a horrible dad um but that we could figure that out some other time but yeah i uh, after we had the the whole gummy bunny head situation i was like really wanting to talk like i'm fairly certain that charlie doesn't know what a serial killer actually is but i was like oh man if i was a serial killer would i keep a trophy and what would it be i don't know that it would be the heads of people.
0: No, it takes up too much space. Um, Yeah. One of the most serial killers um, did that, and, uh, I mean, he would get rid of it after a while because it was just, you know, it rotted after a while. I
1: mean, um, unless you could shrink them.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Like, you could do the shrunken head thing, which is basically like a dehydration. I think you, like, you have have to remove the skull, and then you dehydrate the skin and then you sew it up and stuff it like taxidermy. I know way too much about this to sound like a normal human being at the end of this podcast. So
0: say you just got put on the FBI watch list.
1: Yeah. My my bad. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. So, um, so traumatic family history is is the name of the game for episode one and two for your moms. And my moms are evil-ish and evil stepmothers. So do you have a mom for episode three chosen? You do already?
0: Yes, and it's a mom I've been uh, thinking about
1: for a while to do. Oh, man. Uh, You're on it. All right, so I'm going to have to come up with a new mother for for episode three and uh, figure that out. We're getting dangerously close to Mother's Day, and I feel like we should do a Mother's Day, either a live watch or a review of the original and the remake, so that's something that we can look forward to, um, for that podcast when that time is here. Um, cause I don't know if you've seen any of them, either of them.
0: Not, and so that would be perfect. Quarantine should be over by then, I
1: believe. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Even if it's not, we can figure something out, but I think that that would be pretty cool to do. Um, so Yeah. All right, we didn't do a rating this time. If you were to rate your mother, one being fairly decent, five being terrible, where would Ma rate?
0: You know, I think I would give her a
1: nine. Oh.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, she was a pretty terrible mom, and the only reason why ten is terrible, right? Can yeah.
1: We did fives last time.
0: It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, Because she actually tried to kill her daughter. That's true. I feel she wanted her to die with her. So that's pretty extreme. Whereas my mother last week, I mean, she didn't want her children to die. She didn't try to kill her children. She's just a bad mom. (laughs) True. So uh, that's why I give her a high rating. and the reason why I don't give her a 10 is because she did.
1: I, I agree. I, I with you. I'm with you there. I am. Um, I also would rate my mother uh, way up there, either a nine or a ten. Um, just because she did a plethora of terrible things, and at the end of it, she still tried to kill her stepdaughter. Like what? It's crazy. She wasn't ready to be a mom for sure. So. No, no, she was. She was not prepared for that lifestyle. Um. All right. Well. Uh, is there anything else you want to put out there for the peoples?
0: Uh, not right now. I don't think so. I mean, still follow me on Instagram at creepy underscore Nikki. Um, I don't have much on there yet, but I'm gonna start getting more things. I'm gonna get more into photography and get some pictures put up there,
1: so it's actually something fun to go to. So do it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. You can find me everywhere online at Miss Bella Blitz, all one word. And you can find us everywhere online at Horror Milk Podcast, except for the Twitters, which made us shorten it to Horror Milk Pod. Check us out on Fridays for new podcasts. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you get a podcast on Thursdays. And remember to call your mother.